hi guys i hope you're doing well welcome back to my youtube channel i get a lot of messages um you guys asking when am i going to bring angie back and she's here again in the flesh karibu sana angie thank you for having me always a pleasure to have you on my channel thank you thank you it's always a joy to be here Alrighty, yeah. so today we are continuing the discussion for some of the commonly asked questions, uh, some of the questions that uh, you guys ask us a lot in our inboxes. And um, the one, uh, uh, you know, I, I want us to start off with is for, so many people ask, let's, so, um, I've, uh, you know, I find myself in this situation whereby I want to transition. Mm -hmm. So I want to recareer from marketing to HR, for example. So I went to school. I've done a degree in marketing. I've, I have a, a certification in CIM. Uh, but now I have a change of heart and I want to recareer to HR. Mm. Where do I start? Wow. Okay. Well, first and foremost, it's okay to recareer. Mm -hmm. um, I tell people on average now, people have about five different careers in their lifetime. So mm -hmm. it's okay. You're not crazy. You're not having midlife crisis necessarily, mm -hmm. but um, it's completely fine. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is for you to figure out what exactly it is about this new space you want to sort of get. You know, sometimes from the outside, it looks like maybe my work is so hectic. It's marketing. You know, maybe you're always on the go, go, go. And you look at the HR professional, they just look like they're just chilling, you know, they're just resting. They're just, life just seems easy. People are coming to them. They're not going out to people, mm. you know, just being able to identify what exactly about this new career mm. do I actually want or do I like? Because sometimes it's something external, something as superficial as that, for example. Mm. And then maybe it could even be an issue where maybe in your marketing, you still need to be in marketing, but you need different mm. kinds of marketing roles. You know, maybe there are aspects of your marketing job that you don't quite like, and you can sort of like shift that within marketing itself, you know, because also moving careers is a very huge uh, mm. move so mm. i think that the first thing is to identify what exactly about let's say hr for example do i like or am i attracted to mm. and then being able to figure out okay so it's actually that i'm actually attracted to maybe working with people serving people then that makes sense it's like okay fine i can't do that necessarily in marketing then now i'm thinking about okay i want to go into hr um what does it look like to be in hr mm. speak to people in hr even mm. in your own organization find out from the hr person there or hr people there like what is it that um they do on a day-to-day -day basis again trying to familiarize familiarize yourself with the HR space, mm -hmm. figuring out what that looks like. Um, are you able to shadow anyone? You know, even before even we're talking about getting degrees, certification, are you able to shadow anyone? Even if it's somebody in the organization or somebody you know externally, are you able to sit with them and find out, uh, you know, like, let me see, let me see what a, a, day, to, uh, a day in your life looks like or a mm -hmm. week. Can you do it after hours? Can you mm -hmm. do it, you know, alongside the work that you're already doing? Mm -hmm. um, and then if you start to see, okay, I really, I'm really enjoying this, look at what does it require like if i was to move from marketing to hr what would that look like realistically you know you don't necessarily have to go and become an hr intern or assistant you know you could possibly even enter at the same level or maybe slightly lower than where you are in the marketing department but it's like okay what would it look like for me to now be somebody who can be hired as an hr professional mm -hmm. maybe i need a certification in in hr you know so is it like a diploma do i need to get a chrp certification whatever that looks like you know mm -hmm. how quickly can i start doing those things you know you can do it online or you can completely quit if you have savings and you have you know you're just really fed up 
with what you're doing mm. and then start thinking about that transitioning and then start looking at okay what are some of the strengths or skills that are required in HR mm. that I already have in marketing mm. you know because for most people when they're thinking about recareering they're thinking but I have nothing I have completely nothing no expertise in but let's talk about like HR for example it's all about people in marketing usually mm. especially if it's an um, outward facing role you're talking to people so how can you um, look at the experiences and expertise you've de- developed until this point um, and see how those can lend themselves. What what skills do you mm. have that are transferable mm. to the new space that you're trying to get into? Mm. You know, so that you're, all, you're also looking at, okay, this is what is needed in HR. How many of those skills that are needed do mm. I already have? Mm. You know, because maybe it's more that you are serving very many different stakeholders or clients outside. But with HR, it's a specific group of people that mm. you're going to be serving in an organization. Mm. You know, how have the experiences you've developed over the years in marketing uh given you a unique perspective because sometimes it's not even a disadvantage that your background is not 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 hr it's Mm. non-hr because maybe you see things differently than traditional trained hr professionals Mm. there are things you can bring things that you can be able to understand and see that are very different to what could be seen in you know by by, uh traditionally trained hr professional um so that those are some of the things you can start thinking about and then um things like informational uh interviews now this is beyond just job shadowing informational interviews so you think about i want to go into hr eventually what do you want to eventually attain to what position Mm -hmm. can you sit down with people who can be able to give you um tips and strategies to be able to transition effectively asking them okay so instead of you going the entire route of let me go and get a degree in hr you know maybe you can speak to an hr specialist at the place where you want to eventually get to and they tell you actually right now the most important thing is hr analytics Mm -hmm. you know so instead of you studying everything in hr mm-hmm. how about you start with analytics you know and then so it helps you to be able to position yourself not just to enter um at the same level as everyone else but to enter at a strategic level mm-hmm. you know so that's some of the things that i can think of i guess at the, off the top of my head right now i don't know what you would um add yeah, to that right um so it's uh, you know i i think it's a very it's usually a very uncomfortable situation to be in where you're doing one thing but then your heart is 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 in a totally different um you know a, a different space mm. and and more so uh, we are finding more and more people doing degrees um that are quote unquote marketable but they're not in line with their strengths their skills and their passion so yeah. midway they get themselves in this situation whereby, you know, I don't like what I'm doing and I want to change. Mm. And what I've seen most people doing, so you have this experience degree in marketing and now you're actively applying for HR with Mm. a marketing CV, which, you know, it's not going to work. Mm. Like you need to do exactly what it is you're saying. Mm. Um, And for me, the big things are, you know, first of all, you know, as you're saying, you need to get clear Mm. that when you're recareering, you're recareering, to the direction in which you know uh, it needs to be aligned with your sense your skills and your passions and mm-hmm. you are sure you know this is exactly what i need to, you know uh this is uh, exactly what i need to do because it's going to be a shame if you recareer and then again it's not it's not what it seemed like yeah or it's yeah. not what you wanted and then now mm-hmm. it's you know you find yourself in a mess mm-hmm. so get clear get qualified and get started mm-hmm. so getting qualified now in terms of like of course you need to get the um, the certifications but then after you've done everything that you're saying mm. so because um you see it's it's a lot of work mm. going for those int- like getting the information getting the mm. research and most people want to skip the work and just not get this hr job exactly which is not going to work yeah 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 
so so I like what you're saying that you'd rather spend a lot of time and research making sure that this is exactly what I need to do. Mm. And then once you have, then get qualified. Mm. And then now, you know, get started in terms of, um, you know, uh, should you be shadowing someone? Should you be starting to do like a degree? Um, can you, um, you know, are you keeping yourself abreast with what is happening in that area industry yeah. yeah and industry because of course like things are changing mm. so it's it's uh, of course it's a difficult and it's an uncomfortable place to be but then you know there are all these things that you can start doing and then now how do you align your documents mm. so like in terms of now your cv your linkedin profile the cv you can change but you see how the, like the linkedin profile it's only one thing yeah <laughs> And it's all together. Yeah. <laughs> and people are seeing it that way. I was going to add one other thing um, in terms of aligning your... I guess it could also speak to aligning your CV. But sometimes uh, it might take a while, even as you're recarriering, to be able to get um, people to, you know, like bet on you. Because mm. it's like, okay, you've been in marketing or you've been a chef all these years. Mm. Now you want to come and do HR mm. or whatever else it is. Um, volunteering is a very, very, mm. very good way to build experience. Um, and it doesn't even have to be in the biggest organizations. It can literally be okay i want to start doing hr okay my mom has uh six employees in her house mm. <laughs> let's see how we can develop systems mm. for her to be able to have contracts for her employees yeah. to be able to just basic basic things just find any opportunity to practice mm. this new thing that you want to do because mm. then that's something you can show your employer potential mm. employer mm. and even something you can put in your cv you know exactly. for example um and it can even be it can be for a family business it can be for a neighborhood something it can be for a, a an ngo that mm. can't afford maybe a, a trained HR mm. professional mm. but you can be there offering right. your services and things like that right. and they can be things that you maybe do on the weekend mm. or you do in your extra um, time that you have mm. um, but I think in terms of what we talked about CV that you can you can sort of change your marketing CV to be more like now an HR CV. An HR, yeah. yeah, so you start with the HR related things, the HR qualifications, you know, but don't completely also leave out all the other experience. Have you met people like that? Yes. Who now you remove for the last five years, we don't know what you've been doing. You, yeah. Because now you are, you're denying your whole past. Mm. Yeah, and now just wanting to seem like an HR professional, but that's yeah. not, doesn't, it's not beneficial to you. Right. Um, I think on LinkedIn, it helps with your headline, mm. with your headline, whatever it is. You don't necessarily have to say marketing professional turned HR <laughs> yeah preferably please don't do that um but you can put <laughs> you can put what your strengths are in hr or like um what you see your vision as is within the hr space um i think it's also uh, in terms of like networking mm. um can also come there but even in terms of the roles that you have done instead of them being you know how let's say you have marketing director or marketing officer or whatever and then there, these are the accomplishments that you have you can change even the language around those um, responsibilities and achievements mm. into language language that seems relatable to HR mm. as well, which, which could also be strengths. You can do LinkedIn online courses mm. um, on HR and HR related um, subjects or um, interest areas, mm. um, which sort of, you know, align you, even the jobs that will be suggested, the um, alignment of what kind of roles, um, you know, you're suited for, even for recruiters will also shift mm. once you start having those on your profile. Right. Yeah. But so what we are saying is you cannot come and, and tell me you're passionate about HR. And when I look at your CV, there's nothing HR. Yeah. So yeah. you cannot say that you're trying to recarrier and you're not volunteering. You're not trying to look for an internship. You're not doing an online course. Exactly. There's nothing that shows the passion 
then that means you're probably not even so passionate about yeah, this HR. Exactly. Because if you are indeed passionate about HR, then I should see some form of action mm. um, on your CV, on your LinkedIn or something that, sh- you know, that convinces me that indeed you are, you have a background in marketing, but now you're shifting to, you know, uh, to HR and you're doing X, Y, and Z to, to you know, to, like, to make that change. But it's going to be important that you tailor your uh you know your cv now because then you cannot use that previous uh marketing uh cv Mm. to apply for any hr roles Mm. if i come to a linkedin profile and all it reads all marketing yeah then it's going to be impossible to uh um you know to apply for any hr roles Mm. which i think is the mistake that most people make so in your mind you want to recare but then your documents and you know they don't show that, and exactly. you're also not doing anything mm. to to you know to to recareer. Yeah. So yeah. when you go for an interview and say you're passionate about this thing, then we are like, okay, where's the not, evidence? Where, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. not demonstrable. Yeah. And you know sometimes people, especially when you're moving into an area of your passion, some people get offended when people can't see it. You know, like so if you come and tell me now I want to move into interior decor, you know, and then you let you t- ask me, you know, can you can I just design your house? Can I do your house? And I'm like, "No. Uh, no, you can't." I'm like, "I support you as a person, but I've never seen any evidence of you doing it." You know, and then now you feel offended because I'm not being supportive. Yeah. But you see, it's then, important enough saying, to yeah. me that I need you to, you must show, it's, it's mm. not, I'm not doing, it's not volunteer work. Mm. And even volunteer work, we need, I can't vo- volunteer my space for you to come and quote unquote ruin it. I need to be <laughs> able to see that you can actually do what you're saying that you can do. You know, so mm. even when you go in with your marketing and you say, oh, now I want to be in HR and you start feeling uh, offended that people are not giving you an opportunity. It's really less about the people not seeing your vision or your new path that you want to go to. It's more about you haven't demonstrated to them enough that you can do this thing because remember a business, whether it's a for-profit or non-profit organization, they care about this area that they're going to entrust to you. Mm. You know, there are clients who are going to see this actual implications for you messing up this thing. Mm. So they can't just give it to everyone who comes mm. saying that, oh, I'm really passionate about this. I'm passionate about this. You know, you have to actually demonstrate that beyond passion, this is evidence that I can actually do. This is evidence that I, I, I want to grow in it. This is what I have done in the past. There's some sort of portfolio, mm. you know, whether it's your volunteering, whether it's a, a certification you've gotten, there has to be something that shows you're taking this thing seriously because mm. it's going to be serious to our organization. Mm. And if you mess it up, it's going to mess up our organization. Right, yeah. right, and I, I, I know there's, there's this entitlement mentality. So you feel, because you're, you know, we are friends or we are family. I have to give you an opportunity, but then th- there's nothing demonstrable. So mm. now you know, you hear all, all these things. Um, you know, uh, someone does not support me. You, you turn into a motivational speaker. <laughs> They don't support me. Directed to certain the haters. people. Yeah. No, you, the haters are just haters, right around you. Yeah. The day yeah. I, but then there are people who are passionate about one thing every week. Exactly. This week, I'm so passionate about interior designing. Yeah. The next week, I'm so passionate about this. The other, yeah. so you see, like, there's, there's no consistency. There's exactly. no, you're, you're not demonstrating. So, of course, like, most people are not going to give you a chance. Mm. But if indeed you are, you're really passionate about this direction in which you want to recareer, there's going to be evidence. Yeah. So if there's no evidence, you probably need to sit back and ask yourself, is it really, Mm. do you really want to recareer or maybe you need to hold off Mm. and, 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 you know, if it's the marketing, try and do it a little bit longer. Yeah. Again, I normally feel sometimes we don't allow ourselves to sit somewhere long enough to cook. You know how chicken, 
that part. Mm-hmm. You need to mm-hmm. leave it in the oven. Even before let it the oven, brown. we marinate it first and let for it some sit. time. And let it sit. Yeah. Even overnight, yeah. if, it, if it's possible. Yeah, yeah. It marin- so that then it can marinate properly, put it in the oven. Pila haraka. Yeah. Let it just stay and, and cook. Mm. But we want to remove things quickly, half cooked. Mm. Then, you know, we are confused and getting stomach problems yeah. just yeah. because we didn't allow, you know, like the food to cook long enough. Mm. So before you decide that, you know, I really want to recover, give yourself enough time, mm. uh, you know, to stay in that um uh, in that place because then sometimes it's probably just a season yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe there's something that you need to learn like now for example hr there's certain hr work that is so boring the admin mundane. just you know files yeah. filing um and, and if, for some people it's different things like for me i really dislike this whole thing about like this employment relations and the law. labor law i mean please <laughs> Like those are the things you you leave to like the last part of like is there anything else I could do with my day is there yeah. anything else I could look at yeah and then in the end you're like okay I'm going to do it but you know it's just it's one bit of mm. the entire uh um work workload mm. yeah and for me like no it's it's things like the admin work and filing contracts mm. but you see if I do not sit enough. Uh, long enough when I was like photocopying the contracts and going through them and, and filing, doing NSSF, NHIF, mm. and honestly, and PIN, and you know, very any, anyone can do that, even someone from high school can yeah, do it. Yeah. But then, if you don't allow yourself to sit there and just do, you won't realize there's something more interesting like recruitment mm, mm-hmm. or something. You yeah, know, you could something. have said, Hey, this HR thing, hey, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I think, huh? Mm-hmm. No, no. I, I really like that point. I like that point because I think what you mentioned about um seasons, um, but and especially sometimes could be seasons because you know sometimes you work in a firm where maybe you're in accounting or you know that that space or audit, and then maybe every end of the month or every time there's audit once a year, it's just so hectic, you know. But if maybe the first time you join the organization, it's during audit season, you might be like, man, this is terrible. There's no work-life balance. But maybe it's just for the month. Mm. It's just, you know, two months out of the year. Mm. And there's something you need to learn. You need to learn resilience. You need to learn how to work in a team. You need to learn how to work um, under pressure. Sometimes it could be that it's not even that you hate maybe your job or you hate what you're doing. It could be just some aspects, like what we're talking about, just some aspects of it. Mm. And maybe that, it's not even necessarily for you to re-career in terms of just move to a completely different industry. It's more that you need to, um, even within, because even within HR, there are people who are um, recruitment Mm, specialists that's Mm. all they do Mm. other people who do change management other Mm. people do performance management Mm. it's just if you stay long enough you'll discover okay this part Mm. i don't like you know and so as i'm applying for the next job i want to make sure that Mm. in my job description they will not be telling me to do nssf because i hate it Mm. you know i want to focus on recruitment Mm. or i realize that really i just have no time for interviews Mm. so what i want to be doing is team building performance management organizational behavior and so I will look for opportunities. It's not to just drop the ball here. It's let me steward this well, this mm. opportunity that I have well, mm. so that now I can be able to learn what I need to learn. And then now for my next role, I can apply for what better al- aligns with my gifts, my strengths, my interests, my passion. But then if you're just so quick, you're working here two weeks, hey, I don't like here, mm. here I don't like that. And I mean, nowadays, I'm sure you get those DMs. Mm. At all, oh, I've signed a contract. It's now three weeks. The job doesn't look like what they mm. told me. I'm thinking of leaving. Mm. 
three weeks. What three weeks? What have you learned in three weeks? <laughs> the first two weeks were probably orientation and mm. you know and that kind of thing. You've not learned enough. And sometimes, yeah, you can go to the ground and things are very different, but there is always something to learn. There right. is always something to learn. Right. And I like yeah. what you're talking about. Like you need to be a good steward with what you have now. Mm. Whatever work that you've been given, even if it's boring or it doesn't work, just do it well because that is what is going to give you your next opportunity. Exactly. And then for some, uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard this quote. Sometimes you know someone might say they are depressed, but really if you give them one million dollars the depression goes so the problem could be not even the work maybe it's even yeah. the organization yeah that you know you're probably in a very toxic place that you even think whatever it is that you're doing is mm. horrible but if you are to be moved to a different organization exactly. um you know maybe that department is different and you mm. meet different people and and you'll end up loving the job more than so there's so many things that you know that you want to consider before you think i want to change completely yeah uh, people normally go through these phases like what a year starts and they're like i want you know i want new year mm. new job yeah you want to abandon everything that you did mm. uh, and as you're saying sometimes you know you want to even remove that the whole of the marketing experience yeah. from your cv mm. but then the truth is like when you're recurring you're not starting afresh you're not starting from zero you're starting mm. from experience it's just that the, now you want to um, you know, like to move differently. But there are so many things that you want to take into consideration. Yeah. If you can't speak to someone, you can mm. talk to a career coach, you can talk to your mentor. Yeah. Also speak to a few other people. Mm. Don't, don't just wake up and make a decision to like quit um, and you've not thought the decision through. Yeah. So uh, recareering is, you know, is challenging. It can be done. It's a bit challenging. There's so much that you need to do, but then indeed it's something that you can actually do mm. the other question is about employment gaps on someone's cv mm. and and people have employment gaps for one reason or the other maybe mm. you took a sabbatical for some people they they took some time to raise their families for some people they they you know went to study the people who take a break jokingly maybe start a business yeah then it's five years, maybe the business that, you know, shuts down, then they need to come back. Mm. Um, many job seekers struggle with that gap. You know, how do I put it on my CV? What do I say when I go for an interview? Many stay-at-home moms also struggle with that mm. gap. Uh, as we know, like many employers, they want to hire someone who has fresh experience. Yeah. I don't want to hire someone and then I'm having to train them. Mm. So what advice would you give about, let's start with, how do you explain that employment gap during an interview? Okay. I think the employment gaps are, are common, mm. you know, uh, it's not something that just happens to one, to just, just rarely. And they are common for many different reasons. As you said, I think when you go into an interview, the most important thing is for you to own your story. It's for you to own your story. Like, you know, there's employment gap. This person who is interviewing you has your CV. So they can see there's an employment gap. Don't wait for them to ask you the question. Mm. Yeah. My advice usually to candidates is you bring it up. Mm. So as you're talking about your journey, your career journey, or how you have worked, you bring it up. You be the one. You know, it's the same way. Like if if there's a scandal, you know, usually you see in, in PR um, firms or PR um, crises, usually the, the better outcomes come from the people who have been in that scandal um so like they want to come up come out and say the story you know mm. before they're being told hey, hey so you mm. did what mm. no 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 you be the one to come out and the same thing happens even in in interviews anything that you're asked about usually you're very defensive about mm. and then you're now trying to 
answer a question to see like how are they um listening mm. to what i'm saying how are they seeing me how are they viewing me if you are the one who brings it up you know talk about okay you know in 2017 um you know i completed this i worked for this company and then i took five years out um in those five years i as you can see in my cv it's not documented in those five years i was doing xyz you know i had my daughter or my son and then i did this and this and the other um because i was not in full-time employment i spent some time getting these extra skills mm. or i started my own business and this is what it sort of looked like um and then sort of like what it is you are doing so you be the one to bring it up so the questions they're going to ask you are going to be based on what you have presented to them mm. as opposed to them asking you it's i can see a five-year gap here what, what mm. are you doing in that time mm. and so you're trying to like feed that in so in an interview be the one to bring it up which means that you have to have taken time to think about it what people are usually concerned about when there are gaps in the cv is things like um are you so like if you've had maybe it's 2022 the last time you worked was 2017 mm. right is your skill set your mindset your value that you're offering mm. 2017 value mm. you know so it is your responsibility to right. tell the employer or to show the employer that you've been, been increasing in value even mm. as a stay-at-home mom there are things you've been doing mm. you know whether it is budgeting whether it is doing online courses maybe it's house management or whatever but being able to identify in those five years have you increased in value in those five years do you understand what's still going on in the industry mm. because it's not don't come and tell us in 2017 you know or now everybody's meeting physically and now obviously in 2022 everything is remote and you know there's hybrid sort of work models and stuff like that so don't talk language from 2017 talk about how have you increased in what have you been doing how have you increased in value whether that's from qualifications or experiences that you've had and then what it is you see that now in 2022 that you can be able to contribute to mm. because then it proves that it's not just words you're saying but you're actually keeping in step with what's happening in the industry mm. yeah mm. that's a good place to start mm. yeah and and you know uh, just to add one of the things that you want to do immediately is if you can get into even if it's your volunteering somewhere if now you, you know there's a gap and now you want to try, try and get back into the job market so that then there's something that you're saying you're doing currently mm. whether it's you know like you're, you've gotten into a project um you, you're using your skills to do xyz you're volunteering somewhere you're, you're studying this you're trying to see with the skills that you currently have are there any problems that you can start solving and and are you able to document that so that then on the cv there's something from from 2022 to present yeah there's something that you're doing mm. then that is um that cv is more marketable than than one that the last time you worked was 2017 mm. and there's a glaring gap a uh, five year gap mm. but if you're able to get onto something then now the focus is what you're doing now because always the employer or the hiring manager wants to look at what you're currently doing mm. now and it is possible that maybe you left employment five years ago but then you have studied about digital marketing now you're good you're so good with social media mm. sometimes even they, they'll forget the employment gap yeah, yeah but if the only you know the honestly the last time you worked was five years ago then it becomes a little bit tricky for them because they're mm. like okay uh, is you know is your experience Five years, back, yeah. you know uh, what have you been doing between 2017 and now mm. um and then the other challenge i normally see is then you know how you present that on your cv mm. because then there, there are people who've now they took the break and then so their cvs are for five years ago mm. things have changed between 20 so between 2017 and today they are now we have now modern cvs ats cv mm. uh, the linkedin profile is so pronounced in 2022 than mm. it was like five years ago yeah and i find most people not 
maximizing on their on their tools. So you know your CV is old, your cover letter is old. You probably don't have a LinkedIn profile. Mm. Then it becomes very difficult for you to position yourself in you know in in employment. I don't know what experience you've had with with that with. Mm, yeah um before i answer your question mm-hmm. i think you ended at such a good place in terms of finding um something to do currently i think sometimes when you've been out of work for a while mm-hmm. many people um that i interact with are usually just like yeah but i don't have a job you know but like what can you find to do you know start even you know not everybody not everybody not saying that everybody's called to entrepreneurship but surely there's something this can a small business a small charity a small anything mm. that you can start doing literally anything it anything. could literally be that you're walking all the kids in your estate uh to the gate i don't yeah. know something you started a play group anything exa- anything literally anything it's better than just having these large gaps so especially you worked here for three months you skip now the next year you worked there for two months somewhere no 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 please you need to be able to demonstrate some consistency and that can be at your own terms you know like nobody needs to know the detail of exactly what you're doing but there has to be some effort that you've you've put in um i think in terms of cvs i think that that's number one a very very good thing but the other thing is that you can start with um any uh, skill improvement that you've had Mm -hmm. within your cv Mm -hmm. so so that if, if you the last couple of things the last job you had was in 2017 the thing that you can lead with in your cv is your education you know, and to go into detail. So let's say between 2017 and 2022, maybe you've done some courses on digital marketing. Mm-hmm. You have done something on cyber security. You've done something, just things related to that. Go into a bit more detail about, okay, I did this in 2018. This is the courses I covered. If there was a project that I did, put mm-hmm. a bit more of information on that because then it's like, oh, okay, so we can start with understanding and appreciating the value that you have um, you have increased. But the second thing is, there's no way you can send me a 2017 CV uh, in 2022 expect that Mm-mm. things are going to go well no. first and foremost in 2017 most people were sending out like four to six page um mm. cvs um nobody's reading those right now nobody is reading six page cvs right now please mm. so um just get somebody to look at it and then also the language usually changes even in industries you know the things that people are looking for the things that are the, the like hot topics in even different industries are usually different you know so maybe five years ago people were talking about I don't know. Um, we're talking about like online communication. Now we're talking about digital marketing. Mm. You know, and those are the things which are being looked looked at. I mean, but like on LinkedIn or even things like with your ATS um, systems. You know, they're looking for those keywords. So if yours is just reading all the traditional sort of sense things, then you're not really advantaging yourself right. uh, in this in this um, right now. Right. Um, and then even in your cover letter, that's where you can say something about your gap mm. you know if it's especially if it's glaring it could be something that you specifically speak about in your cover letter not in too much detail yeah. but explaining it's sort of like how you'd explain it in an interview but in a more like summarized way right i like mm. what you've said um don't get into so much details about the gap yeah so that then during the interview um the focus must not be on the gap the focus needs to be what ha- what kind of skills have you gained during the gap that now positions you in 2022 to be the best candidate for this position? Because sometimes what candidates normally do is now we focus on the gap. Now mm. we want to talk about motherhood. Yeah. Or we want to talk Too about... Much. Yeah. We want to talk about, you know, I took this gap because uh, this, you know, uh, personal thing happened. And you see the problem about going into the, the details about the personal thing is that you might start crying. Or it's going to take you back to that emotional place. Now we are not doing an interview. We are looking for therapy. <laughs> it's therapy <laughs> session now. And and sometimes recruiters and I don't know if it's happened to you. Sometimes recruiters 
feel like or find that some candidates can be very emotionally manipulative. Mm. You know, so you want us to hire you because, oh, you're the only breadwinner for your family. Could all be legitimate reasons. Could all be. But this is not the place for you to now start no, telling us not. all the details about, you know, as a mom. And then, you know, like, I really have to be the one. No, no, please. It's we're not, not. We're not doing you a favor here. We right. are exchanging value for value. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like what you said about that. Let's not go into all the details with personal um, challenges and things. Exactly. So mm. you want to steer clear about any topic that is going to get you emotional, is going to get you to start crying, is going to get you into, into now this place. You know, like your because your mind shifts completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then now we are not focusing on your skill set or your value. We are focusing on like what happened. Mm. But if you are able to ensure that the the you know everyone is concentrating about the value that you're bringing, the skills that you have gained, even your previous experience from um, five years ago. But then you are trying to skew it towards how is that skill set relevant in 2022 that the, uh, that's what is important you need to form a connection between that skill set five years ago and today yeah. because there's so much that has happened mm. the, a whole pandemic and whole elections yeah happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're living uh, we're living in different times a different era and so when you go for an interview you need to position yourself as someone who understands the world of 2022 it's very digital everything is online there's so much happening in social media you you know you could even try and and um maximize on your experience in social media because nowadays social media is so big mm. no one is advertising on newspapers and tvs anymore everything is so digital so like you know a course or doing something or being experienced in digital marketing is something that is so important so that if you're a marketing director in 2017 and now you took a career gap and you're coming back and then you go for the interview and you don't know what tiktok is the interview is over. That's it. That's it. Thank you for coming. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, you know, like different times. And there are people who refuse to change with the times. Yeah. Because I think what happened was uh, five or ten years ago, maybe there are people who thought social media was not going to be so big. Mm. So it was this thing like, oh, my God, why are you spending so much time? Yeah. You know, they probably thought it's a phase that's going to come and mm. go, but it's not going. Yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, like there's so much happening. Um, like no, for example, I think the the social media platform where you get the most ROI when you're doing your marketing is actually TikTok. Mm, mm-hmm. There was a time you, you you never have found me on TikTok. I, I even thought it was just for kids, for kids. and people <laughs> and Gen Z and Gen Z mm, and people who, yeah mm. and people who are not mature. But then now you actually have to get in there. <laughs> you actually have to get. In. I actually remember tell, uh, someone telling me, like, John, you need to have a TikTok account. And we had a conversation and I was like, are you, like, what are you smoking? Yeah. So the other day that person texted me and then they were like, eh, eh, eh? Mm-hmm. are you smoking the same thing that you're, <laughs> that you're asking me I was smoking? So, like, we, we have to, like, keep ourselves updated and, 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 you know, in line with what is happening because it's the only way that you're able to position yourself as a person mm. of value during an interview, depending on what your area is, whether it's, you know, marketing or procurement or finance. Are you are you up to speed with the softwares that are currently being mm. used in that mm-hmm. area? Because then it could be you have this gap. 
But then you quickly go and do a one-week course on a certain software and that only is going to get you the job exactly. in 2022. Mm. So so also like try and work smart. You, you, mm. you, necess- you necessarily don't need to, you know, work so hard, go back and get a degree or, mm. you know, even if like you don't have any job that you've done, you can just do one thing and that would be enough to position you. So employment gaps are not entirely bad. There are people who, um, you know, we've worked with and uh, they were stay-at-home moms and they were able to, um, you know, get back into the job uh, market. So it's not, you're not, um, you're not disadvantaged completely just because you have an employment gap, but mm. you must, first of all, you must redo your papers. You mm. must redo mm. your CV. Mm-hmm. You must redo your CV. You must redo your LinkedIn profile. You must um, go and check out which jobs are available. What skill set do I have? Do what, want? You know, yeah. what are they looking for? Because mm-hmm. maybe the jobs you're applying for five years ago, like you met the the, the 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 cut, but then now you realize five years later the things they're looking for because actually that's a good place even before you go and apply for new opportunities is look at what what is the market is looking there. for yeah. and then do I match up if you realize okay the, out of the three or um, maybe out of the five jobs I'm looking at um four out of them require this particular thing digital marketing mm. that means I need to figure out this digital marketing thing it must right. be a critical thing in the industry right. or maybe people need you know somebody who knows um cyber security cloud intelligence whatever it is if it's it then you know you can't just be stuck you know like when it sort of started ish everyone was just content to be an it manager you just study it and that's enough Um, but no it's not enough to just study it like you need to have all these extra things because in within it there's so many sub um specialties so you can't just be comfortable with oh yeah I, I, i was an it manager somewhere five years ago what extra thing do you have that they're looking for right now? Mm. Because that's, you know, determines your relevance. Right. Mm. And you could have had a title seven years ago that was secretary. Yeah. But what you're doing five years ago was or 10 years ago is operations. Yeah. So yeah. in 2022, yeah. your title so needs to be operations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because then the experience that you have is actually operations. Mm. But you see, like if you go on LinkedIn and you put secretary, you're completely different and the profile is never going to pop up yeah yeah but if you put operations it's going to pop up Mm. so uh looking at the jobs that are currently available in 2022 is going to help you know how to word your cv your linkedin profile and all your uh branding uh tools Mm. 